Welcome to I Am My Passion Project, a Woman House production. I'm Lorna Nakel. I'm an artist, writer, graphic designer, thinker, a Renaissance woman, if you will. This podcast is a feminist platform to discuss sexism, health, and wellness, redefining beauty, and healing from betrayal trauma. Each season has a theme. The theme for season two is women redesigning the world as a better and safer place for women. And here's the cool thing about the fight for gender equality. Men can help us with this. And when we all come up with solutions together, it makes a better world for everyone. So grab a big old mug of fight the patriarchy tea, settle into your woman house, and let's start reimagining a world where women are made visible and empowered to become their own passion projects. The current population of the world is approximately 8 billion people. That's a lot. That's a lot of people like you and me living through some challenges, shuffling about, making decisions, building things, eating, pooping, having sex. Of that 8 billion people, 50.5 are male and 49.5 are female. That seems pretty equal, right? Almost half and half. I would think control would be split right down the middle between men and women. So then how is it that we live in a patriarchal society, a society designed by men for men? Why are most of the leaders of governments and companies men? And why are the majority of the things we buy and use on a daily basis policies and laws we need to abide by, and the places we need to access designed by men? Why does 50.5% of the population get to design a world that works great for themselves, for men, while rendering women's needs invisible? And when men design a world that doesn't take into account the needs of the opposite gender, what does that mean for women? This invisibility results in design flaws, and these design flaws affect the bodies and the minds of women in negative ways. For example, women are twice as likely to have generalized anxiety disorder, a mental illness that can also affect them physically. Female drivers are 98.5% more likely to suffer leg injuries in a traffic crash because cars are simply not designed for our anatomy. And one in five women in the United States has experienced completed or attempted rape during their lifetime, potentially leaving them with PTSD, sexually transmitted diseases, and unwanted pregnancies. These design flaws fall into three main categories that control how women are allowed to move through the space of their lives. The first is safety. Women should not have to feel vulnerable, fearful, or powerless over their own bodies or agency. Two, accessibility. Women should have fair and equal access to establishments, institutions, and leadership opportunities. Three, functionality. Requirements for industrial and environmental designs need to take into consideration the unique physical, emotional, and mental attributes of women. To illustrate this issue, I'm going to share with you a composite story. A story pieced together with a selection of events from the timeline of my life as a woman. If it were fiction, I'd say it's a story based on true events. Let's just call it A Day in Lorna's Life. 
I woke up on Monday morning and realized that I started my period. <sighs> Fuck. I would have to go to the store to buy some more feminine products, which would cost me around $20 for that month, an added expense that insurance would not cover. Now I started off the day resentful because doing the math, I knew that over my lifetime, I would have to spend roughly $18,000 for these personal care items, a down payment on a house in some places, and a cost that men simply don't have. Before heading out the door, I got dressed in my corporate attire, clothes that I would never wear outside my job, for a job with an hourly wage of $9 an hour. Knowing that I make only 79 cents to the dollar of what a man would make in the same role. When I arrived at work in the lobby of my office were fashion magazines. On the covers were altered photos of scantily clad women with unwrinkled china doll faces like they were shiny offerings to the gods, making me feel old and imperfect. Even though at the time I was only 27. The young women were standing in front of men, 10 or 20 years their senior, who looked as you would expect, gray-haired and wrinkled, who were wearing power suits. The articles listed on the magazines were titled things like how to keep your man happy in bed and why you can't lose that pregnancy weight. Then I made it to my desk, and while it was in the middle of summer, I would have to pull on a sweater and fingerless gloves. Why? because the thermostat was set to 68 degrees, a temperature standardized and set by senior leaders and business owners. In other words, men. And the vent was blowing on me all day long. Brr. When I finally had my 15 minute break, I headed to the bathroom where I had to wait in line because while the women's bathroom had only two stalls, the men easily entered and exited their bathroom, which had two stalls and two urinals. You see, most bathroom designs don't take into account the fact that women take twice as long as men when using the bathroom. This meant that I was stuck there for my whole entire break. On my way home from work, I had to mentally prepare myself to ride on a crowded bus during rush hour because I knew that almost two thirds of women in the US have been sexually assaulted in these tight quarters where they are easy prey to men's sly groping hands. Then when I got home, I wanted to go for a run because that's my happy place. Running helps me mentally and physically, but it was getting dark and I remembered that the area I live in doesn't have great street lighting and is full of overgrown bushes and that I would be taking a risk because from 2018 to 2023, at least six female runners made the headlines after either being killed or raped and then killed while on a run. So instead of running, I decided to just have a relaxing night at home curled up with my Squishmallow, watching American Psycho before gearing up for the challenges of the next day. That day in the life story illustrates just a few of the challenges that women face while existing in this patriarchal society. To the men who are listening to this, some of this info might be news to you. You might find yourself in the position of having more empathy for the women around you and even wondering what you might be able to do to help. But there are also men out there who don't think that way. These are men who think that's too bad, but it doesn't affect me. 
I'm going to tell the men listening how this does affect you and why even men should care about gender equality. What happens is that when women make the world a better place for women, it actually makes the world a better place for men too. I'll give you some examples of this. Firstly, when the intellectual offerings of half of our species have been neglected, society is missing out on potential improvements that were not thought of by men alone. In the history of society, men have been placed on pedestals for innovations in everything from music to scientific discoveries. It has been thought that it was because they were just smarter, better, more educated and capable. But in reality, it has been because women have not had the same opportunities. Their potential has been stifled, and the credit for their contributions has sometimes even been stolen by men. Men, the world that you live in could have been a better and richer place, but the voices of half of the population have been stifled. Secondly, men could be liberated by the destruction of the strict traditional gender roles that have been placed on them by the patriarchal system. Toxic masculinity is a real issue. It is ingrained in our society. Men can feel pressure to be a man, meaning to be strong and suppress emotions, which are seen as feminine and weak. This need to be tough prevents men from seeking the medical attention and psychological help they could benefit from, leading to a worse quality of life and earlier deaths. It also prevents them from living life as a whole person. And thirdly, male anti-feminists complain that feminism is a way to keep fathers away from their children. But the truth is that even rules in the workplace designed by male-dominated management teams are responsible for doing this. While paternity leave could help the gender pay gap and allow dads to spend more time with their children, the average time off offered to fathers in the U.S. by companies is only 17 days, while women receive on average 29 days. But let's get back to our locus of control. Women, you might be thinking, those are a lot of pain points that you just mentioned. And what can I do, just one person, to make a change? I'm not a designer or a creative thinker or a mover or a shaker. And all of this sounds so overwhelming to me. If any of you have cooked or created a piece of artwork or a piece of music, you know that the creative process and the process of transformation can be messy. Sometimes you just have to get down and dirty to make cool shit happen. So that needs to be the strategy for making society a better and safer place for women. We need to start by making a mess. So give me an M. M is for make. And this is how it works. Create an activist project that provides a solution to a current feminist problem. Give me an E. E is for elevate. Lift the voices of women up and help them be seen. Give me an S. S is for support. Connect to other women who are struggling. And give me one more S. This S is for shout. Tell the story about your fight for equality loud and clear so we can keep the conversation going. This exact content and strategy is what we're going to be delving into for this season of I Am My Passion Project. And I've booked some bold thought leaders in this area to share the way they are making a difference. Welcome to season two, women redesigning the world as a better and safer place for women and why men should help. I know there's been a big gap between season one and two, and I'm sorry for the wait, but I have some reasons. 
Firstly, I moved. Now I'm coming to you from sunny Tucson, Arizona. Secondly, I've had to do a lot more work than expected to land guests for this special season theme. Thirdly, I'm adding two new segments to the podcast. The first is called 50 Shades of Sexism. For this segment, I have a super cool co-host, photographer Darina Nuray. I've been wanting to do a movie review segment for a long time now. It's just been challenging to find the right co-host. So when Darina did a rant about watching the Sex in the City reboot movie at one of the Speakers Club meetings I go to, I thought, could she be the one? Yes, she is the one. Every other week, we will be focusing a feminist lens on classic American movies. I'll be sharing the movie we review on social media beforehand in case you want to refresh your memory and follow along. The second new segment is a surprise, but it's guaranteed to be inspirational. All I can tell you right now is that it will take place with Brenda Bryan. You might have listened to the episode I did with her for season one titled Living in Your Passion at Any Age. If not, you should go listen to it now. Some of you might be wondering why I'm stepping away from my focus on women over 50. The reason is that a lot of the topics that interest me, I feel need to be shared with a wider range of people, women of all ages and men too. And after learning more about gender bias in our culture, I want it to be a voice that can help folks see the work that still needs to be done and showcase women who are truly making a difference. The hope is to inspire and motivate others to follow in their footsteps or make their own path to changing the world for women. The depth and breadth of gender inequality in our society is astounding and all-encompassing. It's also surprising to me that there aren't more women who are outraged that in this day and age, sexism is still such an issue. The frustrating thing from my standpoint is that our culture still ignores the fact that women are an oppressed class of people. And women are so steeped in this oppression that they just take it for granted as our lot in life. Not even the new normal, just a normal normal. Anyway, we have a lot to cover in this season. So put on your gloves, because we're about to get messy. Thank you for listening to this episode of I Am My Passion Project. Regular episodes drop every Thursday, like biscuits, with bonus episodes sprinkled into the week. If you've enjoyed this content, please consider sharing it with friends or leaving a review wherever you listen to podcasts. Until next time, I invite you to use Woman House as your muse to help redesign our world as a better and safer place for women. I am my passion project.